0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to Sunday Podcast. This is our chance to play for you some of the best moments from the radio show and some great interviews during the week that you may have missed. If you ever want to check out our show, go to Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder and see what radio station we're on near you. You'll love it. I promise you. We put a lot of work into the radio show. Check it out. But before that, let me tell you about our first sponsor. Folks, Beam's Dream Powder, I love it. It's poor sleep, negatively impacting your life. You tried other sleep supplements with no success. Embrace the importance of a restful slumber like I had last night. Introduce yourself to an amazing product I love. It'll revolutionize your nighttime routine and it tastes freaking amazing. (laughs) It's Beam's Dream Powder, a hot cocoa for sleep that could transform your nights. If you know me, you know Dream's been a game changer for my sleep and today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. There's science-backed hot cocoa for sleep, but no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. Listen, other sleep aids cause that next-day drowsiness. A lot of them, Dream, contains a powerful, all-natural blend. And I encourage you to look this stuff up. Reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, and melatonin help you fall asleep like that. Stay asleep, wake up, refresh, feel great like I do today. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk. That's how I use it, milk, and enjoy before bedtime you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino at checkout. That's shop, B-E-A-M, dot com slash Bongino and use code Bongino for up to 40% off. First up is this interview with President Trump. Don't miss this. He just goes for it in this interview. We ask him about a lot of things, including that disastrous border bill, which was a total train wreck. He also broke some news about debates, which was covered by some media channels, but notably not others. Take a listen. All right, folks, welcome back. I want to get right to our guest, President Donald J. Trump. President Trump, welcome back to the show. It's always good to have you, my friend. How are you?
1: Well, thank you, Dan, very much.
0: Mr. President, let's get right to it. This border bill abomination. This bill is a disgrace to humankind. Um, I read your true social post about it. I think you feel the same way. We had a great border with you. Uh, The numbers speak for themselves. What should happen next with this abomination of a bill?
1: Well, it shouldn't even be considered. I think it's dead in the house. I don't think anybody's going to go for it. It's uh, terrible. It's also a way of shipping tens of billions of dollars out of our country into other countries that we we uh, shouldn't be doing that. Everything should be separate. If we're gonna do Ukraine and whatever country we may be talking about, they should all be separate. They're lopping it all into one bill. Uh, you don't need a border bill. We had the safest border in the history of our country. I didn't need a border bill. I went to Mexico. I got stay in Mexico. I called it remain in Mexico. I got things that nobody believed. I got 28,000 soldiers given free of charge by Mexico, by the Mexican government to protect our border, and if they didn't do that, I would have done something like tariffs on cars, etc. But it's not that it was so easy to get. They weren't exactly thrilled about it. But we had the safest border in history. I didn't need a border, Bill. I said, close up the border, just like you right. would do, Dan. I said, close up the border, and they closed up the border. Uh, border Patrol is fantastic. The people at ICE are fantastic. These people do a great job. When they hear something like that from somebody they respect, that's what they do. So we had a closed border we let people in legally. They came in legally. But we had the best numbers We had the best border uh, in the history of our country, actually. So uh, I didn't need a border bill. This bill is a disaster. This bill has 5000 people a day potentially coming into our country. It's does it make sense? I don't know. This I thought it was a typo. I thought they made a typo.
0: Yeah. Mr. President, we have a real problem in the Republican Party. Some people just don't get it. Now listen, there's a bunch of online Twitter that's saying, well, President Trump endorsed Senator Langford. Yeah, you know what? I get asked for endorsements all the time and people let you down. But we've got to yeah. stop this. Is there a possibility of endorsing an opponent to Senator Langford if they don't back off this? Because Mr. President, this bill is not a MAGA bill at all. This isn't this is no. a keep every this is a make everyone else great again bill and make America worse bill.
1: Well, just uh, to correct the record, I did not endorse Senator Langford. I didn't do it. Uh, he ran, and I did not endorse him. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure your person will be happy to hear that. But yeah, I think good. this is a very bad bill for his career, uh, and especially in Oklahoma. You know, I won in Oklahoma. He's senator from Oklahoma. I won 77 out of 77 counties. Ronald Reagan is second with 56. I won all 77 counties. In Oklahoma, though, I know those people, they're great people. They're not going to be happy about this. Nobody's going to be happy about this. But the people in Oklahoma are, you know, these are serious mega. These are serious people. They are not going to be happy about this, Dan, when they see this. This is crazy. This is lunacy, this bill. And you know what it is? It's a gift to the Democrats. I don't think I can't imagine it gets done. And in fact, Steve Daines, who's, you know, a senator in leadership, Uh, He came out strongly against it a little while ago. I was happy to, he's a great guy, but he came out very strongly against it. This is a gift to Democrats, and this sort of is a shifting of the worst border in history onto the shoulders of Republicans. That's really what they want. They want this for the presidential election so they can now blame the Republicans for the worst border in history.
0: Mr. President, this is what I don't understand. And, you know, listen, you were the president. I weren't, you saw it. I was not, you, you saw it from behind the scenes. You know, we have this inclination towards self-destruction in this party. Why would we give Joe Biden a fake political victory? I say fake because we win nothing in this bill. The president already has the power, you know it, to shut the border down under the Immigration and Naturalization Act. Why would we give this guy a Dom Perignon victory lap to go take on a bill that makes the situation worse? I mean, is this the idiot part? What are we doing?
1: Well, there's something going on. There's something I don't understand. If you look at Mitch McConnell, there's something going on. Why would he have approved trillions of dollars? You know, you needed 10 Republican votes. Why would he have gotten a group of guys to support trillions of dollars for the Green News scam? Uh, it's been uh, just unbelievable. It's been un- what's been happening has been un- in the Senate. Uh, it's been unbelievable. Now, the good news is Mike Johnson said it's dead on arrival. And yeah. I think you're going to find he's going to do a very good job. You're going to find out he's a very conservative guy, but more importantly, he has, common, he has common sense. I think it's going to be dead on arrival. It has to be. This is a bill that puts the blame on the Republicans. This is a, this is a ploy. They cannot be allowed to get away with it. I've spoken out very strongly. You've seen what I said on truth. Uh, yeah. and I hope everyone's on truth out there because it's doing great. It's my voice. But it's it's uh, it's not even a contest. One of the worst. Why? I don't know how a, a Republican senator can put can actually put a thing like this forth. I don't know how he could do it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. Mr. Pre, I'm talking to uh, President uh, Donald Trump who, by the way, has some great poll numbers. Congratulations, Mr. President. You look great. only you. polls, I don't yeah. put too much stock in them, but the funny thing is it's an NBC poll, which I find hilarious. But let oh, me ask you an important question. <laughs> no, they weren't. They were. There's a lot of people sweating right now, changing diapers. So uh, Governor Greg Abbott, is now um, standing up and he is uh, a constitutional, at least on this issue, I believe he's on the right side of the Constitution. The states are obligated okay. under the Constitution to be protected against invasion. There is an invasion at the border. Uh, what should Governor uh, Abbott do next uh, in with this Eagle Pass standoff with President Biden?
1: Well, he's got to do the same thing as he's been doing. He's got to close it up, whether it's uh, the razor wire or anything. You know, he's really become... Uh, much more hard line, I guess you probably noticed. Uh, He endorsed me a few months ago, and that was a good thing for him. And uh, it was nice to get it, but it was a good thing for him. He's taken a very hard approach on the border, uh, border, and uh, he has to pretty much keep going what he's doing. You know, they've challenged him in court. You're not allowed to close the border. I mean, they challenge when you put something in the way of people coming into our country illegally, they challenge Texas. I mean, Texas has Really been amazing. It's a great state. I won it by a lot. I'm gonna win it by a lot again. And Greg Abbott has stepped up on this issue, I will say.
0: Mr. President, I'm looking at the poll numbers, just kind of getting back to that. NBC's obviously sweating right now. Uh national poll showing you up five, which is a pretty healthy margin. Um Oh, also, we've seen a big movement with with a lot of black voters in the country. Those are just yeah. simple data points. You know, I, I don't race isn't our thing. We don't care about your skin color. I, obviously, you know, liberals are obsessed with it. They live and die by it every single day. Uh, that's got to be really bothering them right now and making at least your camp. Happy that you've managed for the first time in a long time as a Republican, which is what you are, uh, to convince a number of black voters that there's a different option out there other than the garbage can uh, Democrats who've ruined uh, American uh, cities populated largely by black and Hispanic voters, many of them.
1: Well, I don't know if you ever covered this, but you know who's uh, there's nobody stronger in the border than me, the safest border, the best border we've ever had. And that includes drugs, human trafficking, so many other things. You know, drugs are up about 10 times higher than they were three years ago. Just people are just pouring and we used to fight the drug traffic like you wouldn't believe. Nobody even checks it. We had machines that would check the wheel, check the motor, the engines of, of cars. And the, it just, we, we went wild with it. The numbers are up 10 times more, the drug numbers. Human trafficking is through to the roof, usually in women, mostly in women. It's horrible. You think of it as an ancient thing. It's not ancient. The internet made it, so profitable for these people, these these animals that do this human trafficking, like one of the worst things. And that's that's up many times more than it was just three years ago. Uh, but if you think about African-American, they are hurt the most in our country by what's going on at the border. No group more. Hispanic would be second. They are because they're taking their jobs. They're taking jobs that are held by african-americans and they're now taking the jobs for much less money you know who else has hurt badly the unions because and i was i would love to have the teamsters endorsement i think sean o'brien's a very good guy we had some how
0: did that meeting go there? mr president with the Teamsters? how did that meet sorry to interrupt well, you. how did that meeting go well
1: most people would say don't waste your time because you know you're you're uh, you're not going to get it because they always go. The leadership goes, I think I have 82% of the, of Teamsters. I think they vote for me, but the leadership, but I think Sean's a good man. And I I mentioned something at the meeting and they probably had 50 leaders in the meeting. It was quite something. I said, when people come across the border illegally, you have union jobs, they're good paying jobs, they're good salaries, very high salaries in some cases, you're not going to have them any longer with millions of people flowing into our country because they're going to take over driving trucks. They're going to take over doing the kind of work that you represent and that other unions represent. And I'll tell you, the unions are in trouble more than any other group. The unions are in trouble because if you have trucks and you can get somebody for $6 an hour, even if right. that's illegal, which in many cases they'll do, they'll hand them six, seven, $8. But if you're going to have an hour If you can get somebody from six hours, you are not going to pay union wages and Teamsters wages. No way. And this will put the Teamsters out of business. I'll tell you what, the open border, and you've said it, and I say it all the time, I believe the real number is going to be, by the time this guy finishes, he's the worst president in the history of our country, by far. I believe by the time it finishes, 18 to 19 million people is going to be the real number, not the four. You know, it started off always at two and three and... It was all nonsense. I think he's going to finish off bigger than New York State, 18 to 19 million people. And many of those people, Dan, come from prisons. They come from mental institutions. They come from uh, they're terrorists. We have many terrorists. You know, I I had a very strong watch. We had a terror watch all the time. And we had very low numbers. Here's the most important thing. We never had a terror problem. We didn't have anything blown up for four years, which I could never mention when I was president because I didn't want something to happen the following day, but we had the best record of anybody. And now we are taking in numbers. You know, we're taking people from Yemen. We're taking people all over the Middle East, uh, 27,000 from China. You cover the numbers better than anybody. I don't have to tell you what the numbers are, but the numbers of people that we're taking into our country that are potential warriors I mean, you know, we may be fighting China from within. It's crazy what's going on. Well, Mr. This president, what's president in history.
0: I put I put that on True Social every morning. I mean, I literally type I, that in True I Social every morning. It, I, um, I see, Mr. It. President. On that, uh, with regard to that, uh, sixty Minutes, which humiliated themselves in that ridiculous Leslie Stahl interview, sir, trying us when you when you told the truth yeah. about the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, made herself look like a buffoon in front of the entire country. I'll leave that for because I go on all day about that. A ridiculous I never got an show.
1: From her. I no, never. never. No,
0: no. Don't worry, Mr. President. We have it as a sound drop on our show. We humiliate her every day, so you don't even. We got it, don't you even? <laughs> we, yeah, we do. Good. We got Thank that you. thing, Gary. But last night, even left wing 60 Minutes, which is to the left of Lenin, did a segment on Chinese nationals. It was a shocking segment. They didn't even lie yeah. about it. Just walking into this hole of the border in California, yeah. and we're just watching it, it happen. So what That's you're so saying sad. is not crazy.
1: They're they're here now. It's so sad. Hundreds of thousands are here now. Hundreds of thousands, and yeah. uh, you know, look, uh, it's just it's all not it, it's all not believable. And and by the way, this bill that was put in, this was done as a bipartisan bill. You know, you had Democrats on the other side, but obviously. Yeah. They did a and I like James I did not endorse James but I like James I like him as a person but obviously well, I am glad you brought that up James because
0: th- that's a you see people on the internet now they're always looking for some reason you know to get up in your face they're like you oh, endorse no, number they one they even see, if it, I did
1: and he ran okay. against a very tough he ran against a tough guy who was a very good guy. And I decided I was not going to endorse James. So it's just one I of those things. It's like, I, I like think the that right call now makes you happy. That means Trump well, is right about everything, right?
0: Well, we do a segment about that all the time, Mr. President, last question. I'll let you go. And uh, again, I want to thank you as I always do. You've been, um, Absolutely. you know, you've been a good, uh good friend to me and my family. You've been through a lot of tough stuff and you're a really good guy. And I don't think people understand that they see the public side of you. And there's a personal side of you that's incredibly loyal to people. And, uh, you know, I just Thank want you. you to know it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And I try to tell the personal stories about you a lot because people don't understand. They just see the public persona. But enough of that. I don't know. You know, we can have a cry fest. We don't need that. But one last very question, an important you one. Uh, you're welcome, sir. Um, is Joe Biden going to be the nominee? Because I got to tell you something, Mr. President, if these numbers get any worse, you know better than anyone. that yeah. You're independently wealthy. So. You are. I mean, it's just a fact. People can look up your wealth. You don't really need the donor money. It's nice. It helps. But you could run without it if you wanted to. Joe Biden can't. At what point do the donors say to this guy who cannot run without them? Hey, listen, you got to go, man. You can't win. Is that a possibility?
1: So I've been saying I don't think he makes it. I've been saying that for quite a while. And I may be wrong because there seems to be a great... A loyalty to incumbency. I mean, that's not to him. I think it's just incumbency. You're an incumbent, and you know there just seems to be a loyalty in both parties. And maybe you know sometimes you should be that. But when a guy can't answer a question, and when he doesn't do the Super Bowl deal, you know, which would be a great opportunity, actually, this would be a good time. You don't always have to do them, but this would be a good time not to to you know to stay to stay right in somebody's face, especially when you have those kind of numbers. But he can't do it because he can't talk. He can't do anything. He's ruining our country, and I don't think he's going to run. And I don't know if it's donors or otherwise. It might be his family. It might be something. I don't think he's yeah. going to run. But I'd like to yeah. call for immediately debates. I'd like to debate him now because we should debate. We should debate for the good of the country. So I will officially on your show call. I would, oh wow! I also, Look at that! Also said, we're breaking would, news,
0: Mr. President. Donald no, J. No, Trump I'll calls for debates against uh, Joe Biden. I mean, that's great. So we, we can we're talk breaking about some news here.
1: Problems, Dan, and get I him to. It. Change his ways, but I am officially doing that. I also put out, you probably noticed, that I'll take his spot at the Super Bowl if they want. We'll get very good ratings.
0: Yes, we love it. Mr. President, I got to go. I know you got to go. You're a great guy. You've always been generous with your time. I want you to know me and my family personally appreciate you. Uh, Best of luck moving forward, and thanks for giving your first comments on the bill on this show. It means a lot to us. We appreciate it, sir. Thanks a lot. You have a deal. Thanks a lot. Bye. You got it. Up next is a rant I did about just... Government, everything it does to just screw up your lives every single day. I got to tell you, of all the rants I've ever done, I think this one is one or two. One of my favorites for me. Hey, a great day begins with a great night's sleep. You're missing out if you're not sleeping on a Helix mattress. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses for big, tall, short, wide, even special ones for kids. To find the perfect fit, Helix provides a 100-night in-home sleep trial. No matter your sleeping position, side, back, stomach, whatever, Helix is the answer. Memory foam, hybrid, all the more responsive to the individual with enhanced cooling features, which I needed to keep you from overheating. Helix is about comfort, care, and an unbelievable night's sleep. My Helix mattress, the best I've slept on. The only thing is, fed up, the setup up as fast and super easy. I don't like sleeping in hotels anymore because I'm spoiled. Don't take my word for it. GQ and Wired Magazine named Helix their number one mattress. Take the Helix sleep quiz at helixsleep.com. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. As a bonus, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for my listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Use code HELIXPARTNER20. It's our best offer yet, and it won't last long with you. Never put your faith in a politician. That's a Bongino show, golden rule. You know that. They all hate you. I explain why, and I got a bit animated. Check this out. The theme of today's show I had in my head yesterday, and, and you know, I always give out too much information because I just do, and i um, I feel like we're all kind of like a family here. And I talk to you, like I talked to my like amigos hanging out at a party with some Vino Tinto. I'm going out yesterday, I'm going to the dentist because you got to take care of your teeth because oral hygiene is important, especially when you get old, you know? Clean those dientes, man. And I'm thinking to myself, like it's a cancerous malignancy of people in government who have this anchor idea in their head, like an anchor price, that they go to Washington DC to solve problems is probably the single greatest, if we could just wipe that idea clean and start with a clean slate, most of the issues in your life would go away. Because nobody in DC has the capacity to solve your problems. It's what Hayek would call the fatal conceit. There's a knowledge problem there. There is this conceit that one, Washington DC knows your problems, they do not. And second, that even if they did understand and know what your problems are, that these idiots who can do nothing else in life, they have no capacity to do anything else. If they were good at business, they'd be in business. If they were good at sports, they'd be in sports. If they were good at science, they'd be scientists. If They were good at medicine, they'd be doctors. Some of them are, but maybe they weren't even good doctors. That's why they're in Congress. They find themselves up in Congress. It's amazing how 500 plus of the dumbest people on planet Earth found themselves in Washington, DC. I can't tell you what an illuminating experience it was running for office, to be surrounded by a class of people so dumb, so dumb that you're like, I, the, 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 these are running the country? I know, finish that word out. They're running the country, these idiots? Listen, I've been a lot of places. I worked as a cop in New York and I got to tell you I wasn't disappointed. The cops I worked with were good guys. Yeah, we had some knuckleheads, of course. But they weren't really bad guys. Some of them were just, you know, they took a little they were just not that bright and yet but there was very few. The guys I worked with were really good. I went on to work with the the government and the guys in the in the secret service were great. I ran a couple businesses, been involved with a bunch of businesses. You know, you get the, the reverse 80-20, right? 80% of people I meet are good people, 20% are knuckleheads. And the government was the total opposite. 20% are decent people, 80% are absolute losers. You know, when you when you insert yourself in the political process, and fairly enough... One of the criticisms I get on the show, I give you all the good news. I gave you the ratings news before. The Ratings have exploded all over the country thanks to you, and we really appreciate it. That's due to you. I'll give you the bad news too. One of the critiques I get is, why do you mention a lot that you ran for office and lost? I'll tell you, it's a fair question. I appreciate you listening, even if that bothers you. Because, folks, it was a really, really transformative moment in my life. There was Dan before he ran for office, and there was Dan after, and those people are not the same. What I'm telling you on the radio and that anger and emotion I have when I talk about the cesspool we call Washington, D.C., is born out of experience. I genuinely, candidly, with absolute straight talk and candor, could not believe how stupid these people were. I mean, like, genuinely dumb. The questions they would ask you, the things they would say, their, the mercenary, greedy attitude they had. Not all of them, but about 80% plus. And they have this, like Jay, the James Langford speech, this attitude that, oh, we're going to D.C. because we're smarter than you to solve, but you sent me here to solve problems. I didn't send you there to do squat. I sent you there to shut your freaking soup cooler and get the damn government out of my life because I don't want morons telling me what to do. This Langford speech I played for you before the break, if you missed it, check out the podcast later, I can't tell you how much it ticked me off. Langford, of course, the architect of this disastrous border bill who's now running around playing victim. Conservative talk radio, Jesse Kelly did it. They heard, No, the bill died because the bill sucked. And now you're running around the country griping and moaning like a three-year-old, they gave me a pen. That I signed up for the Senate to solve problems. No, bro. Nobody did that. We have two senators down here too. I live in Florida. We got Rubio and Rick Scott. I, I don't know these guys. I met Rubio once at the Super Bowl, like with the Fox segment I was doing. It was at the Miami Beach like six years ago. I took a picture. I don't know these guys. You know what? I don't want to know them. It's not personal. Because if I know them, they're doing something to mess my life up. The government, when was the last time the government knocked on your door and you were like, yes, yes, they're here. Jim, open your microphone. When does that happen to you? Please tell me when. The last thing you want to hear is the government knocking on yeah, your thank door. Thank you. Thank you. That's never happened to Jim. Mike, ever? Have you ever? We that. Thank you. Hello, this is the United States government. Yes! Nobody in the listening audience has that experience. So why does Jim Langford from Oklahoma think we sent him up to D.C. to, quote, solve our problems? You guys are morons. You're just stupid. Just shut up. Go there and do me a favor. Keep the military up and running and finance our court system. That's it. I don't want you to do anything. Everything you idiots touch, you destroy. You are arsonists. You are not firemen. You burn down everything you touch. You screwed up retirement, public education, healthcare, everything. Now I hear, I read this story. Was, I was supposed to put in the show last week, but I never got to it. I'm sorry. This show is taking a different direction than I intended. If you don't like, I understand if you tune out because I'm very emotional about this today. I read a story about a week ago. I was going to put it in the show, but I skipped because it's too personal for me, but screw it. There's a test. I, I, you know, I had cancer. It's not a big deal. I'm, you know, in remission now and I don't want to, you know, it's not a sob story. Like, who cares? Everybody's got their own problems. But I, I I worry every day, I worry. I worry, I'm not gonna tell you, I worry every day, I give kids, I wanna see my, you know, my daughters get married and I wanna see my youngest daughter graduate from college and I just, I don't wanna die, man, I just don't wanna die, like, kind of fair, you know? It's not a sob story, folks, I promise. I got a great life, God's bless me. I just, this story is a point. This is my point about government and how bad these people suck and everything they do is, is they are only there to ruin your life. I don't want you to do something. I want you to shut the f- up. That's it. And go there and just shut up. So I get this test about every six months. It's a blood test. It's by a company called Gallery. It's called Grail, like the Holy Grail. Gallery Grail. It's a blood test for cancer. It's, the technology is rather new. The test is Far from perfect, but I don't want to die, brother. So like I take the test a lot, hoping that even if you get a lot of false negatives, false negatives meaning you're told you don't have cancer and you do, the more you take it, you'll likely reduce the false negatives because it uses AI. It's a long story, but it looks for certain DNA fragments in your blood. I don't want to get a thousand PET scans because it's a lot of radiation and I don't want to do it all the time. So I choose that. What the hell does this have to do with government? The other day I'm reading the Wall Street Journal and I find out that your benevolent government, which sucks major moose hairs, the government, they're afraid this test might work. What? The government? Wait, no, Dan, do you mean you mean they're afraid the test doesn't work? No, no, they're afraid the test will work. They're afraid that people may actually find out early they have cancer and could actually save their own lives. Oh, so why? Why is the government now, the FDA and others, trying to get in the way of this test? Oh, wait, because the government took over the healthcare system. And steals people's tax money. And the government doesn't want to pay for the test now because it decided to take over the healthcare system. But here's the kick in the balls. They don't even want you paying for it either. They're gonna be like, this is a test only for rich people. We're betting They're really considering not approving this thing, despite the fact that I don't want to freaking die, A-holes. It's real. Look it up. You think I'm messing with you? gallery grail put an fda in any search engine you think i'm messing with you the fda is doing everything in their power to make sure you can't access this test because they'd rather you die early and not know you have cancer than to have to steal your money and give you back your money to treat you and save your life that's a freaking fact bro the government sucks everything they do sucks the people there suck They will kill you in a minute. These absolute losers. These liberals. Oh, the government's here to take care of the little guy. It's here to screw the little guy. Lankford, we hear you send this here to solve problems. I don't send you there to do squat. I send you there to shut your soup cooler, loser. Sit down and shut up solving problem you think you solved the problem at the border with this stupid border bill you didn't solve anything you have the border you have section 212 of the INA right now says the president could basically shut the border down you're telling me you're going to pass a new law with a this oatmeal for brains president of the White House when he can do something right now but no he's going to listen to the new law instead Folks, these people hate your guts, man. I'm really sorry to have to tell you that. But you know why the ratings on this show are freaking bananas? Because I swear to you, I'm one of the few, not the only, but the few guys telling you the truth. Everybody dances around it. Oh, you know, we got to fix government. We got to go give cutesy speeches. No, we don't. We don't have to do any of that. We don't have to do squat. We have to tell the government, you suck. You work for us. I think you suck, therefore don't do any more sucky stuff. I want you to go up there and reduce the stuck, suck and stop the suck and just stop sucking. We'll figure it out. I know where my heart surgeon is. I know how to best treat my cancer with my own doctors. I know what's best for my kids' education. I know what's best for my health care, my business. I don't need you idiot DC to tell me anything. Just shut up and stop sucking, man. You want my vote? Tell me, hey, I'm a citizen like you. You know why I'm running for office? I'm running for office because, frankly, I don't know everything about your life. And I really don't have any solutions for your problems. And neither does the government. But you do. And I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm running because I believe in you. I don't believe the government has the answers. And I'm running from D.C. to stop the suck. Because everything the government does sucks and the things in your life that suck probably suck because of government so i'm going there because i believe in you and i don't believe in the government and i'm going to work for the government at your expense and by your consent to stop them from sucking up your life how does that sound you got my vote 100 of the time i don't want to hear any more langford mitch mcconnell speeches I don't want to hear any of this. Oh, we're going to tinker with the child tax credit because the government's here to incentivize. I don't want the government incentivizing anything. Just shut up and get out of our lives, you losers. You hate us. We know you hate us. The gig is up. We don't like you either. Just go there and reduce the suck because everything you guys do absolutely sucks. I swear, one day, I'm, I'm, I'm Dan Bongino, and I prove this. One day, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to finance my own campaign, and it's just going to be on that one thing. Just stop the suck. Please stop the suck. Nothing you guys do ever works. Your border bill sucked. Your Social Security plan sucks. Your health care plan sucks. Obamacare sucks. Your tax code sucks. Everything you idiots do sucks because you guys suck because you're stupid and that's why you run for office. You couldn't even impeach a guy who almost single-handedly has facilitated an invasion of the United States. And we're supposed to trust you with our retirement and our healthcare and our kids' education. Please, please, please just stop the suck. Just, that's all I'm asking. Just stop trying to do something, because everything you do, Absolutely sucks. Up next is one of my favorite people. Nice surprise here. But first, our next sponsor. Folks, you might disagree, but look, things aren't as dismal as they seem. There's a point. Your family, your future, everything, you deserve a chance. Get prepared. Get prepared today. I'm telling you, my go to site for everything from water filtration to survival seeds to power. My Patriot Spies help millions of American families prepare for the uncertain future. I need you to start preparing today. Here's the basics. First, get with this four-week emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. There's a bunch of food and drink varieties. There'll be no food boredom. It has 2,000 calories per kit. And calories are what? Survival in an emergency. Listen, there is some element of truth to what people are trying to plan. So be prepared. And then you don't have to panic. It's, these meals are sealed inside ultra-durable packaging. They last up to 25 years in storage. Stock up on all the food kits your family needs at MyPatriotSupply.com. Get each four-week uh, four food kit for $60 off and get free shipping. Protect yourself, protect your family, protect your friends, your neighbors. Start preparing at MyPatriotSupply.com. Turn them on to it, too. You should all be prepared. MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Don't wait. Here's Chaya Rachik, who runs Libs at TikTok. She's a warrior for the cause. We talked to her about how she got started and the latest attacks on her by the dreadful NBC News. Take a listen. Listen, man, I absolutely love this woman. She is a warrior. She is an Amazon goddess on uh, the right, fighting back in the left's culture war. Again, that they waged on us. We didn't wage on them. You know, Libs of TikTok, the account, was out there for a while, started generating a lot of buzz years and years ago, and then it became one of the most explosive forces in the culture war, again, that the left waged on us. Well, it's run by this wonderful woman. Hi, Ray Chick. Chay. Chaya, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. We, we appreciate your time.
2: Hi Dan, it's such an honor to be here. I've been a huge
0: fan of the show for a long time. Oh wow, look at that, Jim. She's been a fan. This is amazing. <laughs> get that on tape, Jim. I want to play that as a liner. We come in every single day. So you're a warrior. We know that the left is terrified of you. Before we even get into uh, this latest, um, you know, fake scandal that David Ingram and NBC News are trying to uh, trying to fabricate, what made you? What did you do before this, and how did you get into this libs of TikTok thing? How did this start? Is it just something, some bug you've had for politics and this culture war for a long time? How did this start?
2: So I never followed politics. I never followed the culture war. I didn't even like really identify personally as a strong conservative. I was kind of just one of those people who lived my life. Um, and then COVID happened, and um, I was out of a job. And I realized that there are people in D.C. who are making decisions for me, telling me I can't go to, to synagogue and can't go to a store and can't go to work. Um, and I started paying more attention, um, but I didn't start for a couple months later. I went back to work. I was a real estate agent and I just had extra time. I started scrolling TikTok and I saw these very scary and alarming things that I didn't think people knew Uh, about so I was just I was just like you know I have to I have to expose this I have to raise awareness about this and that's how it started
0: we're talking a high rate chick who runs libs of tiktok yeah I I call this um the libs of tiktok phenomenon and you're you're responsible for it and I mean that as a as a as a uh, as a laudatory you know unabashedly positive thing these liberals on TikTok, they have to go on these social media platforms to get money and influence and followers. That's how they do it. So what they do is they one-up each other with the crazy. You've seen it on TikTok. Like one of them's like, hey, let's cut the nuts off some kid. And then another one's like, let's show him off afterwards. I mean, and one of them was like, let's make trophies at of him. Like they do crazy stuff over there. And all the liberals in that little isolated ecosystem on TikTok – and you've seen it over there, they're like, Yeah, this is great. Look at you. You're a real champion for uh, castrating young children. They do that. Now, all you do on the libs of TikTok, Twitter, and True Social is you take their videos, you don't edit them, and you just put them on Twitter where sane, normal people see them. And then all of a sudden they get a different response. So I call it the libs of TikTok effect. And the effect is that the best weapon we have against the increasingly crazy culture warrior left is observation. But would you agree?
2: Yeah, 100%. I think that the second they open their mouths, they literally discredit themselves. So if we just show people what they themselves are saying and doing, then they're completely discredited. And their opinions and their views, they just don't hold up to scrutiny.
0: No, I mean, some of stuff that, the stuff, the interesting part about the whole thing, is you don't video edit these things. You might add some commentary, like here's a kindergarten teacher, whatever, in Tuscaloosa talking about castrating young kids or whatever it may be. But you don't, in fact, video edit them. You don't insert anything in there. You don't do anything. You're just playing what that person says they wanted. And, and we're talking about Haya Richick, the creator of, of Libs of TikTok. You know what I find interesting is I have the Dan Bongino show and liberals do this all the time. They, they cut commentary from my show. They put it out on their accounts. They're like, look, Dan Bongino said this. And my adi- I mean it, it's not some virtue signal. My attitude is great. All I ask is that you link to my show. I want, I'm proud of what I said. Whether a liberal likes it or not is irrelevant to me. The strange thing about the left, Haya, is that the opposite, the opposite thing happens. When you show the left what they're saying to themselves, they're horrified and embarrassed for, and they try to hide.
2: Exactly. Because like I said, their views don't hold up and they want to live in, in this bubble where only people that agree with them and their views will see their content. Um, so when, when it's shared with a wider audience and it's people who might criticize it, then they just don't know what to do with themselves. I mean, they, they lose their freaking mind every single time.
0: Yeah. I would argue I'd make the case, you know, you may, you may agree. I mean, you're certainly on the receiving end of all this. I, I joke on Twitter and True Social I have at the top of my, uh, under my avatar there. It says public enemy number one. It's kind of a joke, but some of it's based in reality. I, I, that's not actually true. If I had to pick a new public enemy number one and was viewing it through the, through the eyes of the deranged left, I got to tell you, it's either you or Elon. They really seem to hate you when it all kind of uh, came to roost again today when this absolute lunatic at NBC, uh, this David Ingram, um, whose parents probably tell people he have, they have no kids, this guy is an absolute lunatic. He keeps writing these articles. He's like obsessed with you. He's like, I won't be ignored, Dan. He's Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. If you find bunnies boiling in your kitchen, it's probably this lunatic. It's like his second or third article about your account claiming and what I believe is defamatory and my humble opinion, I think you should sue this guy and NBC. He keeps claiming that you posting videos of liberals they posted themselves is somehow inciting violence. This dude is obsessed with you. It's creepy.
2: (laughs) I know. So, well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm so honored that they attacked me because these people are the absolute scum of the earth. These are the people who want kids to chop off their body parts. They want to give kids porn in school. They want drag queens to, to twerk in front of their kids' faces. I mean, these people are disgusting freaks. And the fact that they hate me and they attack me, is a massive compliment because I stand for everything that they do not. So, so that, I just want to get that out there, but this David guy, I mean, he, I I don't know if he wants to date me or if he just wants attention, but this guy is freaking obsessed with me. Um, It's really getting out of control and I am exploring some, some legal options.
3: Yeah,
0: you should, because I've followed this guy for a while now. He's, he's a very, very strange guy I'm glad to see you post his emails, so you can. It helps. You post his emails on your social media because it helps us get into his kind of weird, sick mind. So I'm, I'm trying to follow his logic and tell me if you think I'm going wrong. His logic appears to be, and again, I'm, I'm sincerely trying to get in his weirdo head, although it's difficult because I'm not a weirdo. He <laughs> says you are you. You post a video of, say, a kindergarten teacher. Let's just say twerking in front of a bunch of kids, which most sane people would say, well, that's inappropriate. He's suggesting that by you posting that, if then people respond to that with some level of disgust, that it's somehow your fault for them posting the video publicly and you just reposting what they already posted. Is that is that kind of where they're going with this? I mean, I know it sounds kooky, but is that what they're saying?
2: I think, yeah, I think you're right on track with their twisted logic. Yeah.
0: But, but 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 here's the curveball for you. But by their same logic, that drawing attention to something that you were then responsible for every single thing that happens from that point on. By that same logic, we're talking to High Raichik from the libs of TikTok account. Aren't they responsible for the death threats you get? You and I know each other personally. I know you get them a lot. I mean, using their same logic, thinking through this rationally, when you get death threats because they draw attention to you, aren't they responsible for inciting violence against you?
2: It's a very good question. And, Dan, I have received quite a few threats since the article dropped just about two hours ago. And I posted those publicly and I tagged David and NBC and I asked them if they are responsible for that because according to their own rules, David would now be a stochastic terrorist, and NBC is responsible for violence or or death threats against me. Um, I have not received a response from any of them yet. If they feel responsible, and I'll definitely update if I do. I don't expect any kind of response, and I don't expect yeah. any kind of accountability from them at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you won't get one. We're talking to rating from Libs of TikTok. Last question. I'll let you go. You if you're not following her on on True Social and Twitter. Making a big mistake. She's amazing and an absolute warrior. You have been such an important, special person in this movement. I know you're very humble. I ran into you at Police State, the premier of Mar-a-Lago, and you're... You really, you're so humble and, and you're not, you know, really, you're not loud. But like me, I'm a maniac most of the time. Like It's so not you, but you're really a great person. And I'm not sure you even understand the influence you've had. You have so changed the culture war that there are entire newspaper outlets and, 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 and fake journalists out there that their sole goal is to take you out. I'll throw one more name out there that I, I know has been kind of a, uh, a nuisance as well for all the, for all the wrong reasons. Taylor Lorenz. Um, This is a woman with no life skills whatsoever. Writes at the Washington Post. And again, seems bizarrely obsessed with you while simultaneously writing things about people like me and you that really kind of, you know, touch the true true false barrier. She's she's no gem either.
2: Well, first of all, I think we just have to say, say that Taylor is probably currently wearing three masks. Because we are in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs>
0: so true. Um, she is. She, she loves is, the mask.
2: She's an old, lonely woman, um, and I think she's severely brainwashed. Um, I don't know if the, it's the lack of oxygen from from wearing all those masks that got her brain. Um, I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but I mean, yeah, I will say, I, I think she. Everybody knows what what she did to me, but I think it was it was the greatest case of uh,
0: the strides and the fact that I've ever seen. Well, I'm going to end with this. You ha- you're a warrior. You take nothing on social media. When someone throws something at you, you fight back uh, viciously. And I think a lot of the conservatives out there who've embraced your account and who really love what you're doing, they respect that most of all. Um, you, you're going to win this battle this because you're on the right side of this. And just keep it up. I just say your message before I have your back 100% in this fight and I know my audience does too. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank, thank you, Dan. Thank you. You got
0: it. You got it. That was high rate She runs the libs of a TikTok account. Just a really wonderful woman folks. Again, very humble. Did not expect to get in this fight. We certainly know a self admittedly political warrior and just she can't, she couldn't take it anymore. This, this sanctioned abuse of kids going on, and she decided she'd fight back. And I'm going to tell you something, someone who's in this movement every single day, my entire life is show preparation in this movement. I'm telling you right now, her and Elon Musk are neck and neck for public enemy number one in the eyes of the left. Up next, more on the January 6th bomber scandal. Bomber with air quotes, of course. This is a huge scandal. Quick break here for a sponsor, and we'll get right back to it. Folks, whether you have three minutes in the morning or thirty minutes to keep your face wrinkle-free, introducing Gen 90, the new instant wrinkle treatment from Gen Cell Skincare. Gen 90 can instantly help reduce the appearance of wrinkles anywhere you use it—around the eyes, forehead, crow's feet, laugh lines. It can start working in seconds. Never worry about your skin or confidence again. Gen 90 technology is luxurious and silky smooth, and best of all, it can start working in seconds. I know Paula feels the tingle every time. She loves it. <laughs> There's a reason why GenuCell skincare Care is 400% the customer loyalty of other skincare brands. Get the GenuCell uh, XV, the collagen builder, moisturizer with vitamin C and hyaluronic acid in a pure natural base for stunning results day after day. Gen 90 and XV are on, on a special sale right now at GenuCell.com and included in the bestseller package, the best value in skincare anywhere. Before going overseas for those harsh procedures, it costs big bucks, try Gen 90 first. Get the fine lines and wrinkles, get them out of there before you even leave the room. Order right now at GenuCell.com slash Dan and get a free beauty box and deep firming serum all supplies last plus free shipping at GenuCell.com slash Dan, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Finally, we talked to Julie Kelly. She broke some incredible news about the January 6th pipe bomb scandal with new video. As we told you, there was a bomb sniffing canine on the scene. How did it miss the alleged bomb? Well, we talked to Julie about it here. Okay, Julie, I know you have to get off in a few minutes, so I'm just gonna start right I, out with the question. You had this, don't. you got a hold of this video. Oh, you do? Oh, good. Okay, so we can I hold this video. I
3: asked Jesse Kelly for an extra, so I am 240 with him, so I, I'm
0: good. Oh, great. Thank you, Jesse. We love you. He's got a great show, too. We love Jesse Kelly. So you got this video of what appears to be a sweep of a vehicle by a canine handler and a canine dog. Uh, And so now we know there were at least at a minimum, we know there was an explosives detection dog at the DNC when Kamala Harris was there with a bomb outside. My question to you is, do we have yet the identity of that canine handler? Was it private security, Secret Service, military, Capitol Police? Do we know?
3: We don't know. And my sources are telling me they don't believe it was Capitol Police uh, because as I posted again later today, I show the video of Kamala Harris's security details, Secret Service and Metropolitan Police. They all show up. But there's no Capitol Police, their dignitary protective services, no Capitol Police involved in her protective detail. So it's still a mystery who this handler was, who the canine belonged to, You know, to your point that you brought up this morning on your Rumble show, was this private from the DNC? Is this the normal protocol of how a canine, bomb-sniffing canine, uh, conducts a search of that nature? And as I pointed out in my piece, there were a few other vehicles who entered the building, the garage, earlier that day who were not subjected to this sort of search. So it's just another um, odd mystery to this whole unanswered question. Well, Julie...
0: You're an actual journalist. See, folks, you know, unlike other journalists who think they know everything about everything and therefore speculate on things they have no idea, Julie and I were chatting last night. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. Everything, I you know, wouldn't share anything personal. But Julie's like, listen, uh, you did this. There were a couple of cars that went in there. You know, what's the deal? So, Julie, let's kick around this idea. The Secret Service for a site that size at the DNC, it's about a two-hour sweep. So, figuring Kamala gets there in the 11-hour, let's round it down to 9 a.m., it now makes perfect sense why two vehicles prior to that 950 sweep we see on the tape would drive into the DNC unswept because the Secret Service wasn't there yet. I mean, no one starts a workday as a private security company at 950. You started nine, you started eight, you started seven. It just doesn't make any sense. It had to be someone working with the Secret Service.
3: Well, uh, and I will say, I was looking at earlier um, footage that started, to your point, at 7 or 7.30, and they did have their security guards outside that building starting to allow people inside. I assume that they were workers. Um, But again, (laughs) you have security guards within a few feet of where this device is supposed to be. So another odd thing, Dan, is if this was tied to her Secret Service protective detail, the email that was public made public is that her plan was to leave the senate after this senate intelligence committee briefing that was at 10 o'clock and she was scheduled to go to her residence for some reason so i know you and i have talked about this she was diverted then to the dnc who made that decision did they know by 9:50 that kamala harris was going to be there so the whole timeline doesn't really add up either
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. That would be classified in security parlance as an OTR off the record movement, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which it's not. It's not on the official record. But given her prominence as the vice president elect, she's going to have a full vice presidential security package at that point. You would never even go to an OTR without a minimum of a quick sweep. So it, none, it's still, like none of it makes any sense. Let me get to this other question because your video, is, the video you got is damning. At one point, the canine handler with the canine explosives detection dog, and someone asked me, Dan, how do you know it was an explosives detection dog? Because if you watch the video Julie has on her blog, Declassified, go to her Twitter account. She's at Julie underscore Kelly too. And you can look at all this stuff. You'll see he, he guides the dog around the car, and points. That's what handlers do. The dog's looking at the handler for cues. What am I sniffing? So the handler cues it. To, it's definitely, it is 100% a canine designed to detect explosives. But in your video, after they're done, Julie, they walk by the actual explosive. <laughs> I mean, how, did, how would this is either the greatest security failure in human history, or there's something they're not telling us.
3: Well, and furthermore, Dan, to your point, as he and they did a perimeter check of the vehicle. So I'm not really sure what else they could have been looking for, which is why I was texting you. Uh, I even ran it past my husband. He's a big law enforcement guy. And he's like, no, they definitely were looking for a bomb. What else would they be looking for? This is some sort of shepherd. This is what the dog is trained to do. But as you see this handler and the canine enter this scene, Uh, where the the camera is pointed, it looks like he even came right from the direction where the bomb had been planted. There were two um, doors leading into the inside of the building next to this garage door. And you can't tell because the camera didn't pan out that wide is if this handler came out of that front door. If he did, the bomb would have been sitting right there as well, because it was in between those two benches right over to the right of where the main entrance to the DMC was. So this dog could have passed by this alleged bomb twice on its way to the sweep and on its way away from the vehicle.
0: I got about a minute left. We're talking to Julie Kelly. Her Twitter is at Julie underscore Kelly two. her blog is declassified. Is that on Substack, Julie? Forgive me. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. A Substack. Substack. Um, It's declassified subscribe she's the best journalist out there i got about a minute left but there is a distinct possibility you and i have discussed we're going to discuss in front of my audience here that the reason that bomb was missed is it wasn't missed at all that it just wasn't there and somebody put it there after the sweep and hold which says to me this was absolutely a setup i got about a minute your thoughts on that
3: That's really the only conclusion. And of course, we've talked about this before, and some have speculated for a long time that this was a hoax. But now that you see all the video coming together, the odd reaction from law enforcement when it was allegedly discovered, and I show uh, posted it today on Twitter, her security detail arriving at 1125, you had at least six vehicles and multiple agents and officers walking right in front of the bomb. It's It's impossible. No way it was there, Dan. No way.
0: It's impossible. If, I'm just going to leave it where we started. She, again, she's at Julie underscore Kelly too. Her Substack is declassified. Please do me a personal favor follow her, subscribe to her Substack. She's worth every single dollar of journalism forfeited by other idiots. Julie, there's no chance. This was either the biggest security failure in modern American history or the biggest setup of a MAGA crowd with a fake bombing plot we've ever seen. I think you and I both know the answer. Thank Jesse Kelly for me, please. He's the best for, uh, for giving you a few minutes. Go ahead, do your interview. Thanks for your time, Julie. You're the best.
3: All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks so
0: much. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you check out my show on radio. If you want to find out a station near you where we're on, go to Bongino.com, click on Station Finder. We'd really appreciate it. We'll see you back here on Monday.
1: You just heard Dan Bongino.